Welcome to this edition of Hold My Clipboard. I am your host as always, Chris King, and along by my side, Tori Dugan. And we are brought to you by Nara Studios and our executive producer, Kim Caparo. I didn't mess it up. And we are on episode number 24, uh, which is pretty impressive because that's we're trending into that half a year, which is pretty great. This is uh, Kim's brainchild. He thought of this in the summer, and now we're halfway through a year. Tori, I got to say, sitting here now, it is December. You know, this is going to drop on Wednesday. My watch is not working. It is the first week of January. It's Wednesday, it, January. Nope, you got your days wrong there, bud. It's a Thursday. We practice at lunch. Oh, time. it's a Thursday. This is a this is school. School's in. School's not back for the kids. It's back for college, yeah, university. So my days are messed up. Yeah, and um, it feels like we haven't done this for about three months. We haven't, have we? Well, one of us, you know. Middle of the basketball season took a vacation across Middle the Middle of the basketball season, yep. Not yeah. like ACAC games were done or anything. Not that I didn't go recruiting for you before I left. No, I did my due diligence. I did my duties and so I enjoyed time you, with family. Why don't you share what uh, you did over the break here? On, I think it was December 3rd, Tuesday, December 3rd, I flew back to Australia to see my family. Arrived on the 5th of December because, you know, you lose a day flying. Um, all up, it was a 31-hour flight. Spent all the time with my dog, my family at the beach, which was lovely. Uh, a couple of tiger sharks. What's your dog's name? Marley. Marley is a... Um, Beautiful American bulldog cross mastiff. She's white. She's full of personality, and she loves me. Um, she was very excited to see me when my parents opened the door. Uh, but yeah, we had a couple of tiger sharks looming nice and close on the uh, on the dog beach. So that was pretty scary. Let me guess, cool. you went in the water? Hell no. <laughs> Tor- Tori's got a water. shark phobia for all those. Um, who don't if know. anyone wants to look it up on Google or even Facebook, uh, Trevor the Tiger Shark at Hillary's Dog Beach. It'll take it to a nice close video if you think I'm lying. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, it was good to spend time with family. Got a nice little summer glow and it sucks to be back in this weather. Yeah, and you know, there's three of us in this room and you're not the only one that's uh, saying it sucks to be back here. Kim, our producer, was out in Vancouver. <sighs> you know, we saw social media just, you know, living the life. I thought, man, is this guy famous? This guy's living the life out there, photo bombs, eating good food, enjoying the weather. But here in Lloydminster, it was only like minus two, minus four the whole time. So the best winter we have had for a long time i had guys uh, no, i had guys i'm speak too soon no 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 we're speaking it man it's look at i'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts most of the days guys were saying last time it was this nice was 1997 they were able to golf on christmas everybody here is speaking way too soon if they can show this on the cameras coming up here look at that forecast next week it's disgusting what is it Minus 18, minus 22, minus 27, minus 29, minus 29, minus 29. Yeah, well, that's child's play, though. That's we're, <laughs> we're in January. We haven't had like hardly any minuses. But the weather's... How was your break, Chris? I'm sure sh- everyone wants to know. It was short. Um, we practiced for two weeks after um, you left. Uh, so we kept rolling a little bit. Obviously, we were in Hoop Factory because our school, like so many ACAC schools... Actually, I'm not sure if this is an ACAC thing or just a Lakeland thing. The best facility in town, Hoop Factory. Yeah, we uh, the school gets shut down for exams, so uh, there's mats in our gym, and we're not allowed to access the gym. So it's not the best to take a month off. So we went over and practiced in Hoop Factory um, during the break. Left on the fifteenth. Uh, did some recruiting in that time period. 
um, was able to spend some time with my family. And then, as you know, December 26th, we practiced for all of an hour and 15 minutes, and then we headed to Montana. So I do want to talk about what's been happening in the ACAC um, over the break. Since you've been gone, there's been a bunch of exhibition games. A lot of the ACAC teams have been playing NAI teams. Um, so let's start on the women's side here, Tori. You know, when we left off, league had just wrapped up. The last game that we had left, and you and I had both watched it, uh, the St. Mary's-Augustana game. Mm-hmm. Looked like one of those games Augustana was going to sneak away with with the home crowd, and St. Mary's really turned it on late. Huge win for St. Mary's, especially in the standings. But just chat a little about that game, and then we'll go through all the exhibition games that fired out. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly, actually pretty clearly, uh, Augustana had a tough time looking after the ball and St. Mary's were just able to turn them over, turn them over, turn them over. And uh, St. Mary's also got a lot of easy open looks from the stops that they were able to get. Uh, but yeah, Augustana blew a pretty 50. handy lead league there. Uh, but yeah, St. Mary's with a couple of their older veteran players in uh, Jasmine Kellogg, I believe, went off in that game. She was 32. one that was super tough to stop, so she, a big problem. Uh, but yeah, her and Stitt were able to turn them over pretty pretty well there in the second half. So that definitely kick-started that momentum for the Lightning. Yeah, Stitt had 30, or sorry, Kellogg had 32 points. Uh, St. Mary scored 50 in the second half uh, to come back on that. So... Huge win that pushed them to six and five, and and we can review the standings. But let's just go over the other games that kind of happened. So those that aren't aren't aware, almost all the schools start exams uh, beginning of December. So there is no league games after the first weekend in December. But we did have some exhibition games. We had. Uh, you want to run through them here quickly? Sure. Start with uh, Concordia, Montana State. Yeah, Concordia and Montana Tech. Montana Tech. On the fr- on Friday, December first, played one another. Uh, Montana Tech won that game, ninety-one to thirty-four. Then Concordia made their way to. I'm going to butcher this name. Is it Haver? Haver. Haver, Montana. Yeah. Haver, Montana. Um, played Montana State University Northern. Uh, played a little bit better. It looks like seventy-nine to fifty-four. They lost by twenty-five. Uh, the two games I had there. That yep. Levi, Keep rolling. what they said. Um, and then we, as mentioned, there's that St. Mary's and Augustana game. Uh, then Augustana made the trip to Montana, played Montana State University Northern, uh, lost 52 to 106. Pretty big, big loss there. And then Augustana played University of Providence and also lost that game 74 to 39. So a tough trip for the Vikings. Briarcrest also made the trip to Montana, played Montana University Northern. The stats aren't up for that game. Not quite sure. Chris, do you know the final of that game? I think they lost both those games. Uh, Lethbridge did have a trip to Las Vegas. I saw a bunch of those girls posting on their Instagram, which is also cool to see girls uh, posting trips of like team bonding stuff as well as the games um, on the Instagram. So looks like the girls had a lot of fun with that. Uh, they played College of Southern Nevada. They lost uh, 82 to 51. Then they went and played Utah State University, lost 80 to 46. They had a game against Northern Idaho College. Isn't that Amanda's? Um, no? Yes, yeah, CSI, yeah, or in CSI, um, Northern Idaho. So that is a JUCO, yes, mm-hmm. correct, yeah. Uh, Ambrose played Montana State University Northern as Ambrose well. They lost 84 to 40. Then they had the game against Montana Tech, lost 77 to 41. And then we're the only team that we didn't talk about. Let's let's roll through the whole thing. We jumped on the bus 7 a.m. December 27th. It took us a good 13 hours 
to cross the border and to get down to Butte, mm-hmm. um, which some parts of the drive are beautiful, um, down through Montana there. Montana's gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. Some areas are gorgeous. Some areas look exactly like our mountains. Some areas look exactly like our prairie flatlands. Uh, have looked like a poor man's winter <laughs> Um, yeah, so we got down there, uh, we got in late that night and we played Montana Tech, uh, the next afternoon. Um, Montana Tech ended up beating us 59-50. I think we cut it to four mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah. Um. It's after it, playing, did not playing the first quarter of basketball, almost scored zero points. Yeah, we won the third, won the fourth quarter, which was nice. Um, it looked like we hadn't played for a month. It looked like we hadn't practiced in almost two full weeks, almost three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. So frustrating one for us. Uh, I will say Montana Tech, good length. Uh, they flew around and stuff. They they, they made some things uh, tough for us. And honestly, decent crowd uh, at Montana Tech. Yeah, um, very good crowd. Uh, for a preseason game. And the thing that I always enjoy about these American games is like these wins and losses matter for them. Mm-hmm. So they had a very good scout on us. Um, I thought they did a good job taking away some of our players' strengths. Um, so that was a positive that they did and it's a really big positive for us because something for us to learn from uh so we f- we finished that the guys played right after us uh then we hopped on a bus and we drove to haver which was about three hours so we got in what time did we get in about 11 at night 10 at yeah, night yeah 11 30 got in 11 30 10 um then we had kind of the whole next day to kind of catch up on sleep um so we did that and we played carol we played a mix of sophomore freshmen uh oh, wait we went to Helena. Helena. Helena sorry, sorry, you got me confused. Yeah, we went Screw to Helena up. after Butte. Then we fault. got in there earlier. We got there around 9.30, yeah. Yeah, we played Carol the next day. So a mix of the young kids. Uh, we came out real big early, 22 to 4 after the first quarter. Um, we got to play a bunch of our kids that don't play a ton of minutes, which is fantastic. Um, that made the score fairly close. Closer than you would like, would we say, at times? Yeah. Not something that I'm into, but anyways. Um, we got to roll a bunch of kids. Um, once again, good game with Carol. We came out on top, 66-54. And guys played, obviously, afterwards, and then we drove through the night to get to Haver. We got in at 1.40 a.m. to Haver. Oh, yeah. The girls probably had about four and a half hours sleep. And um, we were on the floor at 10 a.m., uh, getting ready for a 12 o'clock game. And, uh, yeah, we played like we were playing our third game in three days and um, really disappointed with the way, you know, we, we did some things in that game. Uh, it was close in the first half, really low scoring, kind of muck it up a fair both ways. Um, but um, Montana came up. It ended up 30 after we rolled our deep bench for most of the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Montana State Northern, well-prepped team, really good high-low, classic uh, USA basketball, um, run their sets well. Now, Tori, this is your first time seeing these NAI teams. Tell me your thoughts on general of our trip down there, seeing all these NAI teams and what you thought seeing them. Uh, there's a lot of talent in the NAIA schools. It just, it, again, it goes to show for me personally that like people who want to go further in their basketball don't have to come straight out of NCAA Div 1 teams. Um, yeah, the level, like obviously we're promoting CCAA as a whole here on this podcast, but even in the States, there's a bunch of levels there and the talent there is really good. Um, I was a lot more impressed with how fundamentally sound the teams were, especially that last team that we played in Montana State uh, University Northern. That high-low offense, like 
look, by no means was that team super talented, but like their, their posts were for sure. They had a couple of just like grindy kind of guards and they're just so fundamentally sound and did the little things so well and it's super hard to guard. We had a lot of trouble on the off-ball screens defending those and footwork of those girls in particular were, were just really, really, yeah. really good. And I thought that uh, that game and especially the Tech game, the two kind of bigger games for us, we defended well for about 20 seconds yeah. of the 30, um, but they wouldn't take a shot unless it was a good shot. That mm -hmm. shot clock, the 10-second backcourt, it's such a different game than FIBA, even with the media timeouts and stuff, just the pace is a lot slower yeah. um, and it's a lot more execute your stuff. Type yeah, of I would say the composure on this, on their side as well was a lot better than us. I think yeah. like ACAC as a whole is a super fast league and then to go to the States and play teams that are super structured, run sets and use the whole shot clock, that's not something that we're used to, which was really good and humbling. And um, I would say a couple of times in a couple of the games that we played and I'm sure other teams as a whole feel the same, um, ACAC is different to... OCAA, PacWest, um, the Maritimes League. So it'll definitely simulate some of the teams that yeah. um, we'll see at Nationals. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And, you know, when you look at what's coming up here in the ACC women's side, um, you know, VIU uh, has SAIT. So that'll be our second Alberta team to go out and play uh, VIU in exhibition games. Uh, who went out there early on? Um, Kiana. Kiana went there early on and played them in preseason before the season started rolling. And, um, the only league games we have is Keanu versus Ambrose on Friday night and Keanu versus St. Mary's on Saturday night. Welcome now, back. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah, they jump straight into it. And um, now I believe that those are actually exhibition games um, looking at the schedule. So I'm not sure that that's the actual league game. The first league game will, will be another week away. But I do see the little um, number sign on it, which usually means exhibition. So... Keanu will get a good test. We uh, Keanu is our travel partner for when we go down south, so we'll see those teams in about a month. But um, all in all, you know, most of the teams are trying to get games in. It's it's tough for a coach, and, you know, you've been on the player side so much. It's tough for a coach to prepare. You know, you really get rolling in November, and then you got to cut it, and you stop for a month almost. Mm -hmm. um, we don't necessarily get access to gyms like the U-sport teams do where they practice all the way through. And then we pick things up. It's almost like it's two different seasons. Yeah. Um, and now the second season, um, it's about who's going to come out and find their footing um, as we see all those tight playoff races we talked about beforehand. Yeah, and I would also say just for colleges in uh, that aren't in located in bigger cities, it's harder for those teams to be able to get into the gym. Like we're lucky with Who Factory own that, so that's good for us. But um, I'm sure the accessibility to other gyms for schools like cameras let's say not as much available as what other teams get yeah they probably got some farm gyms they can sneak into or some connections but uh yeah so that's kind of the scoop on the women's side over december here uh we'll skip to the men's side now the men's acac is an interesting one at this point of the year um the teams you know we talked a lot about the standings and the top teams and who they are there are a few teams, and we'll talk about it next week once the league games start, that added significant pieces to their lineup. Uh, some would say like <clears throat> conference all-star-ish players uh, coming in for the semester. So some of these lineups are going to change. I'm going to go through the games, and I would like to talk about our guys, what we saw to our guys since we got the first-hand look. Um, 
December 1st, Concordia went down, played Montana Tech, 110-65. Uh, Concordia took it on the chin a bit, as once again, as expected. St. Mary's and Augustana played their last game. St. Mary's beat them 94-76. Not a big shocker on that one. Concordia then got Providence for exhibition games, University of Providence, that is, uh, 113-63. Uh, Augustana then made the trip to play Northern and Providence, uh, 164, 141. And then we had Ambrose along with us on the men's side. So Montana Tech beat our guys 96, 63, Northern 83, 55 over Ambrose, uh, Tech 127, 44 over Ambrose, Carroll 97, 64 over our guys and 72, 64 Northern over Lakeland. Our guys are down, you know, their leading scorer, leading assist player um, on the trip. And they also played without probably their best defender, I would say, Baja, probably one of their better defenders. Yeah, yeah, and Jordan, um, probably one of their better shooters big. It was interesting to see our guys play without Abdul. Abdul obviously is leading them in all statistical categories, and they'll be without him in the second semester. My opinion only, Tori, is I have never seen our guys in the last eight or nine years share the ball like that and figure out how to get each other open and not step on each other's feet. I thought our guys played phenomenally well in all three games. They had eight guys. Yes, that's right, Kim, eight guys they had. And they were in all of those games until like late in the third. Um, your thoughts on watching our guys down there play those good. And, and keep in mind, you know, on the girls' side, a couple of those teams are nationally ranked NAI. Um, on the guys' side, a couple of these teams are nationally ranked in the NAI top 10. Uh, yeah, our guys played incredibly hard with a lot of heart. Um, they were super fun to watch. I, yeah. We all enjoyed watching them play. And to be honest, like I'm seeing these other scores here um, on the statistics and it, I don't know if that other team, those other teams just didn't show up as well or our guys just were really good because yeah. I actually thought our guys could have hung around a little longer but they just ran out of gas. Yeah. If they – and fouls. I yeah, gas if and they fouls. had a couple, like if Baja and Jordan play, those games are a lot more tight, and I actually think they would have beaten Montana State Northern. Um, yeah, they were they were great, and I think with having a smaller squad, it just forced those guys to really come in together and bond together. And a lot of yes, like things didn't go well, and you, as expected, you see some hung heads. But on the whole, like I didn't see many of our dudes hang their heads. They oh. came off after making mistakes or bad shots or whatever, and they came out and went back in ready to go. Uh, yeah, I was I was really impressed with the way our guys played, um, and I'm excited to see them. I know they're without their leading scorer and assist player, but I'm excited to watch them play, and I'm sure, I am sure actually don't think they're going to drop many games this semester. I think they're looking really good still. Yeah, they are, for sure. They, they haven't added guys. Uh, well, kind of, they added a little bit, but it was with their team already. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah super, is back in. Yeah, super impressed with what I saw of them. So we'll see if they can keep it rolling. It was a good trip for our guys. I, I don't know. Coach Thomas, obviously, always wants more out of his guys. And I just want to remind people, yes, we're coming across as Lakeland homers right here. Um, but, that, you know, for us to be able to watch three straight games of our guys and, and see them the whole way through, uh, it was cool to see uh, them compete like that. So, you know, looking at the guys' side of things, it's still a mess standings-wise. On the guys' sides, the the matchups that we have coming in now, we do have a bunch of exhibition games. Uh, Cano Men is playing the same trip as the women, so they got Ambrose and St. Mary's. Um, 
there's a bunch of prep schools playing ACAC schools just getting games in. I'm not going to go over them. But, um, you know, when we flipped the page to January 11th, 12th, 13th weekend, uh, you know, we got Keanu Nate will be an interesting one. We got Briarcrest St. Mary's, which is going to be a huge one in the standings on the men's side. And then Leftbridge and Red Deer both scraping it out right now. Um, the Leftbridge Red Deer weekend is going to be extremely interesting, not only for the men, but on the women's side, as that is the number one and number two teams. Uh, Red Deer being undefeated, Leftbridge has one loss uh, via Lakeland. That will really put one of those teams in the driver's seat for hosting playoffs. Uh, Tori, you want to talk about the women's side the first weekend back? Yes, I do. <laughs> this this coming weekend essentially is what oh, it will this be. Coming well, weekend it'll be when week. we drop, right? We're going to drop yeah. on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, I am excited to <laughs> see uh, the Concordia Kings. That'll be an interesting one, especially. Um, I'm not sure what Kings uh, if Kings got any games in over the break, but knowing Concordia made that stage trip, I'm yep. excited to see that. Um, even this Saint uh, Saint Ambrose game. I'm See that it's got here 90s night. Excited to see what that entails. Yes, bring it on. Um, but just to see uh, what state looked like second semester and Ambrose have been uh, really gritty all first semester. Um, that Nate Keanu matchup will also be very interesting, especially Keanu playing um, two solid posts or at least one solid post and Nate a team but full of guards. Honestly, this is a very interesting round. Even Briar Chris and Mary's. Like, yep. Who knows what. Uh, these those teams look like second semester, especially Briarcrest again to having the stage trip, St Mary's, seeing if they've got a little bit more healthy bodies. But yeah, that Lethbridge Red Deer games, uh, what we've got circled for sure. Yeah, and it's always the jockeying for playoff spots, right? So um, one thing I, I did want to point out here, um, over the break, all the episodes of Second Bounce um, dropped on YouTube. Um, the promotion was real good early. We got a lot of views early and then it tailed off a little, so we might have to re-promote the back end so you guys can see what happened. Um, but Kim, I, I wanted to point out, especially to you, we went down and played Montana Northern. Uh, we came back. The coach now I know fairly well from playing him, but uh, somewhere between our game and him prepping for us and when I got home, he sent me an email, I should share it with you guys, about watching Second Bounce and how much he enjoyed it. He didn't know there's anything like this, and he said it was a really cool thing to see another school doing that. So just kudos to you guys once again, um, hearing that come from schools in the States that are watching. That's a that's a pretty cool thing to find out about. So kudos to Kim and Twofold and Jesse, um, as always, as always. It's a very interesting email. Very, very nice email. Very, yeah. very kind. Coach, coach is super nice there, and he's nice having us down. Tori, what other things we need to touch on here um, over the break and as we get into second semester? Is there anything uh, CCAA-wise you're watching? I can tell you one thing that's happening in 70 days. Um, Lakeland will be hosting the Women's National Championships in roughly 70 days. So um, we are in full steam ahead planning mode here on everything and marketing and selling tickets and all that stuff. And uh, the logistics is being taken care of, but also still making me nervous. Um, no, I think I'm, I'll be honest, I think I'm still in vacation mode. I'm still picturing myself on the beach in Australia and enjoying the nice weather. I need to snap out of it, get my crap together and realise that it's, uh, it's go time. Um, yeah, the break went by super fast. So it's, I'm excited to get back into it. Um, I hope that everyone else around the league is able to return a majority of their players. Um, but just saying to our girls in practice, like second semester is a – a different animal, a different beast, I guess yep. you can say. Uh, stuff, everything amps up. Like the level goes from here to like 
it just, yeah, it goes up another gear. And explaining that to a couple of our freshmen and even from last year's team, the second years that are returning, like, because last year was a bit of a wash for our side. Um, yeah, second second semester shit amps up and knowing that we're probably going to be one of the top teams, if not the top team in the north and we're hosting nationals, we're going to nationals. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's do or die now. As you say, things that, what do you say, things amp up and you've got to tone it down a little and the players don't understand why. It's the push, the push. The push. The push right there. Um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Um I do want to point out, uh, I think we mentioned this early in the year, Mohawk sneaking up the national rankings there from the OCAA. Uh, that was one of the ones I wanted to make sure it was clear. They are now number 10, second in the OCAA overall. <clears throat> I I would not be surprised to see them in Lloydminster in March. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting that competitive time of year. So the other thing that kind of came up over this break, Tori, is I know you were away, but the Women's Professional Hockey League launched here this week and the first couple games happened so this has been a long time coming you know hockey primarily is a sport played in north america for the most part uh canada especially and northern u.s states it's just not something that's accessible by a lot of people as you know um field hockey yeah field hockey it's it's not like basketball where it's played by millions and millions of people in every single country uh it's very select but hockey is huge up here um seeing this professional league launch um, thoughts on that from your side, knowing that another female professional league is launching, we're getting more female athletes paid. Um, it is becoming more of a profession, uh, like the guy side. And we're seeing, you know, all this money drift into, uh, the ladies soccer and into the WNBA and all these other areas, money's starting to finally come in and even NCAA signing the big rights deals. Uh, finally, I don't know what other word to say. Uh, it's about damn time, Lizzo. <laughs> chill, chill out, Lizzo. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's yeah, finally this is happening. Uh, I'm trying to select my words wisely, but we live in a male-dominated world and it's great to see that females are finally getting the recognition that they deserve. They're getting paid what they deserve. Um, I think we need to start having the conversation about eventually one day having a professional women's basketball league in Canada. We're far off that. But hockey is the national sport with lacrosse is what I learned. I always just thought it was hockey. Um, the national okay. sport with lacrosse in Canada. Um, so, yeah. Technically. Te- <laughs> technically. I'm just like hockey is an amazing sport to me. Uh, we call it ice hockey in Australia because we have field hockey, which we call just that's our regular hockey. The way people move on candy that damn... Candy canes, right? With candy canes? Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the way people move on that damn ice, I'll never understand. It's, it takes a level of skill and professionalism to be able to move like that. It's... I'll never be able to do that. Yeah. Well, once again, <laughs> if you think about hockey, you see these elite athletes uh, on the ice, which is amazing, and the edging and the stuff that they do. And I'm sure... Think about if you had... As many people playing hockey as you do playing soccer or basketball. How cr- much crazier yeah, it could get. Crazy. Yeah. I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday. Um, Annalie Maley. Hold my clipboard. No, no. Uh, up to date on those. Uh, Annalie Maley and Sarah Blitzavs uh, were on a podcast. Annalie Maley is a WNBL player in Australia. She has her own podcast under the surface. And she was talking to Sarah Blitzavs, who was also on our national team. And she has two brothers, uh, one brother who plays on the Geelong Cats in our AFL. And the same question was brought up, uh, brought up again about 
what would you say to people who are disinterested in women's sports? And you can kind of this kind of ties in hand in hand with the hockey here because you've got the NHL who these males are unbelievable athletes and when I watch them live, I can't even keep up with what they're doing. But to know that, yes, female hockey is also there as well and I'm sure a lot of these young people, like I'm still going to watch the men, but Sarah Blitzavs kept saying being in – she was like, oh, my brother plays AFL, I play for Australia. And it was funny going hand in hand there because – when asked the question, she was like, you just got to go watch the females play. And I'm sure the attendance for females will start pretty mediocre. I'm sure to start, they'll get a bunch of fans. But as the league is trying to build, you just got to remind people, go watch females play again and remind them like why they've got to be so precise with their movements. They probably don't move like the men in hockey at all. And again, this coming from someone that doesn't know much about hockey, but um, they probably take a lot more um, like smarts and skill to be able to create the plays that they do in hockey if you want to compare them to the men because the men just move like a different beast. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say the girls um, there's sometimes at the higher level struggle with score, just like the power probably of the shot and stuff like that. Um, the skill level, you know, let's just say the last five years, skill level has gone up in every women's sport. I think the more they're televised, the more the skill level goes up. It's not that the athletes aren't capable. It's always like... There's a maximum of power, a maximum jumping height compared to guys or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the talent's there. And we saw that in the in the hockey uh, games, you know, a yeah, couple I... like beautiful goals and stuff like that. So it, to me, a daughter, having two daughters, one um, that is in hockey and one that probably will be in hockey since she figured out how to skate over three times putting on skates. Crazy watching her from when she first started to now. <laughs> yeah, um, I think just the role model thing is a big piece, right? Mm-hmm. You look at like my kids and Kim's kids uh, coming to our games. Like the girls are role models at college. Um, yeah. And then that's one of the coolest things of being a college athlete. And now if you have those professional athletes around, there's another level of role model for them to aspire to. Like you think about growing up, like you probably didn't have WNBA posters on your wall. You probably had dudes, right? Maybe you did have some nah. WAs. Did you? Lauren Jackson. Did you? Yeah, icon man. Yeah, okay. So Best player in the world growing up. When I was talking to Court, when I was talking to Court, she's like, "Yeah, I had Jordan posters and Camp posters, and like it's all Slam year before this time, but Slam Kicks, Slam Magazine, all over, just because you just yeah. couldn't find the female representation." Yeah, uh, I, I was in uh, my little girl bungalow. I used to call it. Uh, watching tapes of my auntie and my mum in uh, the pro league. That was, I guess, posters. Go. I was watching film of them. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm super excited where we're going. And you talked about the Women's Professional Basketball League. Um, there, there's there been talks. Um, I think they're trying to figure out how to do it. I think Toronto will be sometime soon with a WNBA franchise would be my guess, just with the amount of players we have. And even if you look at UConn coming up and playing uh, yeah. Toronto Metropolitan, those type of games are going to happen more and more. So those things are, you know, coming. Drake, what are you doing, man? <laughs> They're coming. Um, we just got to get, um, it's all about money. And yeah. Canada needs to spend more time investing money into the sport because they're investing money into the leaders of tomorrow, male or female. doesn't matter. We just don't do it. We no. just came back from the States. We just don't do it on the level. Um, and it, all those little small towns we go to. Unbelievable. College sports is the pride of, yeah. of the community. Um, before we wrap, Tori, I know that you have, one family member that you've been bragging to me about their sports career. Do you want to, do you want to talk about uh, your, your cousin uh, and his footy? <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm told 
I hope he doesn't listen to this because he's not. Um, he, yeah, he's a top AFL prospect coming into uh, this year now. This year's draft, he just signed with an agent, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see the path that he goes down this season. Have hopefully he has a successful season, which I'm sure he will. Um, but yeah, he's one of the top prospects in the AFL draft this year, and. I got all my fingers and toes crossed that he gets drafted to my West Coast Eagles team. Being a Perth boy and drafted to a Perth team would just be amazing. And uh, his dad, who is obviously my uncle. I thought his name's Big Man. He's my uncle Big Man, hates the Eagles with a passion. And my <laughs> nan and I are diehard Eagles fans and have been just like heartbroken by him for many years because his team, the Hawks, that happens to be my dad and brother's team, my nan and I are really supportive of family and want his team to win as well. So it's only karma if Kale, my cousin, gets drafted to the Eagles because I can say, you know what, Uncle Big Man, all those years, now it's karma. And my nan and I still say we're banning him from the uh, dressing room. We're going to hunt down the Eagles manager and uh, tell him my uncle's not allowed in the room, which we know is never going to happen. Yeah. Um, my family is crazy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We can use that one. Um, yeah. I've watched a couple of footy games in Australia with you guys. He's there's, a six foot six dude. There's more people standing swearing at the TV than there is sitting um, during the game, but uh, excited for him and his AFL career, you know, in the future here as it comes up. And shout um, out to my brother for just signing with a new AFL, uh, AFL, Australian footy club. Australian rules football. He's now. He won a ship and bounced too. Yeah, he won a premiership and then bounced to a different club. Jake, your club hopper. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out, before I got cut off there, Sorry. the Eagles have a chance of landing him because the Eagles are so shitty, right? <laughs> yeah, but hey, I've won. My it's like they're won, real bad right now. They are bad, but like my team, I got to say that I've seen a couple of premierships in my lifetime. Other teams and other supporters have never been able to say that. And Fair. I'm very blessed. I got to watch your team play in Adelaide when I was down visiting Caitlin and her mom. Her mom actually was just up here, amazing lady to come up here and visit up in Canada. But I got to see the Eagles play and the coaching staff or management went by and said, hopefully we put on some kind of a show tonight. They, they made like two wisecracks yeah. and I was like, ooh, they're, it's tough, okay. tough. Got a couple, they're just a team full of young boys yep. that we're trying to build. All right, we'll cut out our banter. We can have it anytime, anywhere. Next week, we're back with ACAC basketball. We'll recap the national rankings. Um, this will lead into the first weekend. I expect to see some shakeup. And if you're counting it on the calendars, there is essentially eight weeks left in the ACAC season before we crown a champion on the men's and women's side. And then we have our select few go to nationals. Lucky seven other teams will be coming to Lloyd Minster here, March 13th to 17th. Tori. Anything you want to say? Who we're brought to or sponsors or anything? Yep, we're brought to you by Nara Studios, <laughs> executive producer Kim Caporell. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, on Hold My Clipboard, yep. and as well as Nara Studios. They reshare everything. I am your co-host, Tori Dugan. And I'm your host, Chris King. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. And just a shout out to Braden Elliott uh, sending me his uh, hoops calendar. Uh, a year of basketball hoops shot all over the world. So I'm super excited for that. Ooh. We will see you guys next week. Ooh.